It is party time. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Brather Show. It's Tuesday. It feels like Monday. That's because I wasn't here yesterday. So some of you are mad at me. I know. Uh, I'll repent sackcloth and ashes, sort of. Not really. But uh, I told you guys last week I had to go to Las Vegas. Had to go. They forced me to go. I had to go. Uh, and we had to go out for the uh, Super Bowl party for a certain hotel and casino for certain business reasons. But anyway, we had a good time. And uh, sorry for those of you who were looking for the show last night. And what did you do, Brandon? Did you put uh, Wednesdays, last Wednesdays up as a repeat? Uh, I think, yeah, I think on Blaze they they repeated one. I got you. Yeah, because yeah. people were saying, well, why are we watching last Wednesday's show? Yeah. Well, because it was worth repeating. How about that? So uh, <laughs> we're back, and uh, I'm happy to be back. I, this Today started for me about 2.45 in the morning um, in Las Vegas, so a little bit of a time change and then, you know, a, a short flight from Nevada. And here we are back here at the Blaze. Um, glad to be back. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. I don't know if you guys have paid attention or not, but uh, basically uh, the train derailments that are happening, Ohio, South Carolina, and now Texas down around the Houston area. Uh, we've got flying saucers or at least unidentified flying objects. And we won't call them flying saucers yet, but that may be coming. Uh, we had the Super Bowl. We had the Super Bowl halftime. Everybody's got an opinion on that on that deal. I'm, we're going to wade into some of this stuff, and uh, of course, I'm going to give you the uh, my opinion that I know you guys have been waiting on. Of course, at the helm, driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity, the puppet master Mark, and of course, let's love Brandon. I like that camera angle you got going there, Brandon. That looks good for the show. Um, I saw you do that last week, and you had the camera arm. You, you're getting good at. Put you know, yourself I'm, on camera I'm getting there. back into my rhythm. I'm too pretty to keep off camera. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to sell some advertising space on that forehead right there. Is what we're gonna have to do. Let's go for it. I'm, I'm that all shot about right there. I'm brand opportunity waiting to happen. I see that. And and hey, here's the beautiful thing. Here's the beautiful thing that we're not talking about yet. But this uh-huh. is the elephant in the room. It's Valentine's Day. It is. It is Hallmark, uh, corporate Hallmark card day. So if you guys are out there being forced to get gifts for your significant other, I, I hope you were on time doing that uh best of luck for you guys mark you you and uh candace y'all have big plans anything do y'all do that dinner at home dinner at home so you're broke you need you need me to loan you any money is what's, what's <laughs> that's that is the way to go though dinner at home i completely agree with that and i uh, hope you guys have been uh tuning in um after the fact to Alex Stein's new show, Primetime with Alex Stein on Wednesday night. Uh, well, it debuted last Wednesday night. But then, you know, the thing about it is Blaze hates me so much, they actually have his show live while mine's premiering. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to run me out of here. Anyway, uh, all right. What are we going to talk about first? There's so many things. Let's talk about the halftime. All right, let's talk about the, the Super Bowl. Of course, Kansas City Chiefs, they, you know this by now. They, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm glad that they did. Congratulations to Patrick Mahomes, not only being the MVP of the NFL season, but also being the NFL of the Super Bowl and uh, pull that thing out, basically beat them with one leg. And uh, so it was an exciting game. If you're into that, I don't really care that much about the NFL, but I was there. I, I had to sort of pay attention to it, watch it. And yeah, so... Um, uh, I sat there on the couch, guys, with Cool and the gang. Uh-huh. The whole band was there. They were playing a little weekend of shows there at the casino where we were in Vegas. And super great guys hanging out with Cool and the gang. I was much more impressed with that than I was anything I'm to do with I'm surprised they're still performing. Dude, they got it. They got it. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of latex and, and uh, Botox and all that stuff going on. Oh. But, I mean, they started in 1964. Yeah, they've been around a while. 
1964 is a long time. Yeah, most of the people from that era are like dead from overdoses. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me let me tell you what's even greater than that. Currently at that hotel, at that casino, they have a residency. This is this is the Westgate Hotel. So that's the old Hilton. It's the old International. If you if for those of you 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 newbies out there who who learned about this guy named Elvis Presley through the most recent Baz Luhrmann movie, uh, <laughs> the stage there when Elvis did his residency uh, in Las Vegas, it's that stage, the International stage there at the old International Hotel. It's now the Westgate Hotel. And uh, guess who's and I, I do that stage in December. For a couple of nights, but let me let me tell you, do you, do you know who's uh, there right now? Who? Barry Manilow. The Barry Manilow. Manilow. He's still he's still kicking it. Now I don't know how much of the authentic, real, original Barry Manilow is still part of that body, because he's pretty. I mean, you look. This guy looks like uh, the Crypt Keeper. I mean, he really does. And probably just the vocal cords at this point. Well, I, I, you know, I mean, he's still he's still doing it. And I mean, every little poker chip out there's got Barry Manilow's face on it which is a little scary too as long as he doesn't lip sync as bad as rihanna well we'll talk about that in just a second but i just want to make the statement that one of these days i want to be big enough big enough that i can have you know I'd be at a casino and you'll just see a chad prather poker chip <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's ever going to happen better getting put on than getting put on the money yeah 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 it's yeah. not really truly a dream of mine but either way uh so rihanna rihanna i i Listen, they were. I didn't know who was going to perform the Super Bowl halftime. I knew that Chris Stapleton was going to sing the national anthem. There was a big uproar over them singing the. I, I, did they actually call it the Black National Anthem, or did we just give it that phrase? I'm not entirely sure, but that's how I've heard it referenced a lot. But see, like, is it people are, like conservatives? People on the right say, "Oh, they're going to do the Black National Anthem." I don't know that I ever heard anybody in the media truly say we're singing the Black National Anthem. And so, from what I understand, it's I think it's just like a repurposed like gospel track, essentially right. from like nineteen nineteen oh nine something like that. Yeah. So I think that existed before the Star Spangled Banner was made the national anthem. So yeah. I think that's just it's morphed into that. Yeah. So the song "Lift All Voices," of course, they sang that prior to the Super Bowl and prior to uh, the final commercial break before coming back to sing the national anthem with Chris <laughs> Stapleton. And, of course, the bet was the, – the, there was actually a bet on whether Chris Stapleton would go uh, over 121 and a half minutes singing it. Um, I, that is one of the bets I did actually win. Nice. Because out of the last ten performances of the national anthem – four of which were done by country music artists, which, of course, Chris Stapleton would be considered one. They've all gone under the two-minute mark. So I, I, I did my research on that. That's how boring my life is. <laughs> and I won that bet. So uh, they did that. Phenomenal. I wish Chris Stapleton could have uh, done the whole halftime show. I didn't know who was doing it. They said Rihanna. Now, I've heard of Rihanna. I know who she is, basically. I remember the episode that she had. I hate that you remember somebody based on spousal abuse or domestic abuse because yeah. she had the big thing with Chris Brown, her boyfriend, a mm -hmm. number of years ago. And I, I remember that making the news. But I, I was like, I kept telling people, I was like, I don't know any songs by rihanna right i don't i don't know what she sings and there were people there who said when you hear them you'll know and i guess basically that's true because you know she got some hits she's got some hits yeah. now i will i'll judge it this way it was trash <laughs> i mean it was, it was just to me it was trash okay now the, the 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 way they presented the thing with the floating platforms and all of that the, the tech you know the technical stuff that went into the production was impressive, but 
you know, the grinding and the and the grabbing and the, you know, all of the stuff that was going on, it just to me is like, why do we have to do this? Now, at the same time, let me be real clear, because I see people on social media who say, why do we put up with this trash? It's garbage. It's um, it's nasty. It's vulgar. All of these things. My question to all of you, those of you listening, those of you watching, is why do you expect anything any different? It's going to be that way. It's, it's an organization. It is a culture that's built around this type of messaging. So when you see it, that's just them being who they are. So the fact, the, the problem that I have is the fact that we continue to support it. Now, I'll color myself a hypocrite because, again, I went all the way to Las Vegas to watch the stupid thing. <laughs> so... You know, there, there's been times where we've said to ourselves, okay, we're not going to support these these woke companies like the NFL whenever, you know, they support a Colin Kaepernick who's going to take a knee during the national anthem or they're going to put these social justice slogans emblazoned in the end zone on the grass like, you know, um, end racism and, and, you know, all the Black Lives Matter, you know, this kind of stuff where they supported football players who were wearing, um, you know, pigs dressed as cops on their socks um you know this is an organization who ridiculed tim tebow for taking a knee and praying and now suddenly prayer became important again when damar hamlin suffered his cardiac event and and you even had espn sportscasters who were praying on the air for damar hamlin and then there was this big hoopla about the fact that uh the quarterback for um for Philadelphia and the quarterback for Kansas City were both professing Christians. So, um, you know, you got Jalen Hurts with Philadelphia. You've got um, Patrick Mahomes with Kansas City. They're both professing Christians. A lot of talk about that. But here you have an organization that couldn't just stay on topic. They had to make a big deal out of the fact that this is the first time you had two starting quarterbacks for NFL teams who were black in the Super Bowl. And I love what Herm Edwards said about that. He said, can we just stop talking about him being black and just say these are two elite athletes who are incredible guys who deserve to be where they are as they play for two elite teams in the Super Bowl of the NFL. Uh, why do we have to make this everything so woke? So when you see the halftime show, and I don't, I don't care if it's, you know, the, the nip slip from uh, Janet Jackson years ago with Justin Timberlake or, you know, the raunch that we've seen with various other artists that are out there. This is just par for the course. This is the messaging they're trying to give you because at the end of the day, you have to sit back and go, hey, this is just an, an agenda. At what point do we have the biggest audience that we can possibly put that message out there? This is the message they're going to do. And so you know, the hypersexualization of every performance is going to be there. And you look at it and you're shocked and you go, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm watching this thing. Well, the fact that you are watching it is supporting it. And you say, well, I just watched the Super Bowl for the commercials. <laughs> How many people say that, though, right? Which is funny because the commercials sucked this they year. They were horrible. Yeah. See, you, they used to actually have creative, funny commercials. Now the commercials are just cameo appearances by big celebrities. That's all they are. And you're supposed to go, oh, wow, Will Ferrell's in that. Oh, wow, that's uh, Ben Affleck serving Dunkin' Donuts to his wife, you know, Jennifer Lopez. Um, it, it's not, we, we've, we've dumbed down 
even the creative nature of what we used to package and put out there for public consumption. And so it really is just a bunch of pablum that they're trotting out there and making a billion dollars off of it at the expense of what? At the expense of, you know, turning our minds into mush and, and, and making sure that we're once again taking things that really should not be of any value in our society because it leads to to the dissolution, the devolution, and just the entropy of our society falling apart by pandering to this stuff and a certain messaging that is laughing at and laundering lasciviousness. I like that phrase, by the way. That's pretty good. That's a good but, word. But but they're laundering this stuff out to the masses, and we and then eventually we just get numb to it. Our conscience is just seared, and our hearts get hard, and we look at all these things, and we go, you know, it's just par for the course, but yet we keep supporting it. That's the problem I have. Brandon, mm-hmm. we, we got to get away. I, we're not going to get away from it. Let's just face it. We're not going to get away from it. It's, a, it's just another distraction that we have. You know, you could go back to the Roman Empire when, when everything was falling apart. They said, hey, let's, let's, bring them into the, let's bring the Christians into the Colosseum, burn them at the stake, you know, turn the tigers and lions loose on them and crucify them and, you know, bring back the games and, and everybody's they were just kind of salved and they didn't pay attention to the fact that society was crumbling around them. You know, we talked about on the show last week that throughout history, whether it's a republic or any great civilization, you always know that it's falling because, historically speaking, uh, it swings real far to the right or to the left. And then that, that pendulum just it just there's no middle ground in any place. And so it, it's usually a sign of the end of that civilization. And when they do that, they try to do everything they can to take your mind off of that focus. And to me, things like the Super Bowl are just, they're just another sign of all of that stuff, of just trying to just, you know, salve your conscience in the middle of the chaos that's going on. I mean, listen, when it's so bad, and we'll talk about this in the next segment, when it's so bad that uh, whether it's classified documents found in Joe Biden's garage or... uh, you know, these train derailments and which basically amounts to a nuclear explosion or, or a modern Cher- American Chernobyl in East Palestine, Ohio, to or that train derailment or um, it just the Hunter Biden laptop thing that now they're actually having hearings over that regarding these Twitter employees who silenced people's speech back during the 2020 election. And they say, you know, oh, well, what, you know, when things have gotten so bad. That now we say, well, it's UFOs. We need to focus on the UFOs. Yeah. This, this is insanity. That is kind of the, the last trick to pull out of the bag. <laughs> they're really dig- they're digging deep. It really is the last trick yeah. to pull out of the bag. Yeah. Is to say, well, we probably have aliens. Yeah. We can neither confirm nor deny that <laughs> they are aliens. So anyway. It's falling apart, folks. Hey, despite the U.S. blowing through the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. And now would be a great time to diversify indigo with birch gold. With uh, these times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king. It's dependable. Birch gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. It's very simple. Text C-H-A-D, I spell it, Chad, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metals specialists. So think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would need to write a check for $247,000 each. 
And it's only getting worse, folks. Protect yourself with gold today by texting CHAD CHAD to 989898 with an A plus better uh, rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of happy customers and countless five star reviews. You can trust Birch Gold to protect your f- protect your future. Text CHAD to 989898 today. We'll be right back. All right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about that Ohio fire. And, and then again, guys, I was kind of out of I was kind of out of pocket for the last couple of days, and you know it's kind of scary when you start getting your news from social media. I try not to do that, but kind of gets thrown your way. This uh, East Palestine uh, Ohio fire, you got a clip of that? Play it, Mark. Now, for those of you who are listening, you could see just this noxious cloud that just goes on for miles and miles and miles over uh, over this town. And it, the crazy thing about it is when you see that image right there, I mean, that is like a nuclear mushroom cloud. This thing was filled with gases. I read the list of stuff that was was in this uh, toxic, you know, this, this train car that was that derailed. And... You know, here's small town Ohio that's not being mentioned in the in the news media. No one's wanting to talk about this. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, who is, of course, the transportation secretary of the United States, uh, he can't be bothered to ever mention anything. He's probably on paternity leave still, but uh, (laughs) mentally he certainly is because he never has anything to say about stuff that's actually going on um, with issues like this. Um, He had this to say play the clip about the balloons if you look at what the american transportation systems have faced in the last two or three years partly because of the pandemic we've faced issues from container shipping to airline cancellations Mm -hmm. now we got balloons that's right Um, (laughs) (laughs) now this is while east palestine ohio is 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 just being absolutely pummeled with these noxious fumes and gases. I mean, you have huge schools of fish that are just dead now, floating on top of the water. You have people that are getting sick. You have animals that are dying. Uh, And he's the transportation secretary. This was a train derailment. So what are we supposed to do? Now, he's saying, you know, we're occupied with all these silly things. Why don't you bring up the real things, Pete? Well, then he went on further. He had this to say about uh, construction workers, because again, this is this is where their focus is. This is this is what wokeness looks like, folks. Play the clip. To work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges, on building a workforce that reflects the community. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good paying jobs, don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth gaps in this country if we can tear down those barriers. How long has this dude been hanging out with Al Sharpton at this point? (laughs) 
that's how you build generational wealth is you have uh, if he says you can't do that because again these projects are being brought to urban communities but you don't have people who live in the urban communities working on those projects because again the issue is there's too much whiteness on construction i, I I don't know about you guys, anybody in the room, but most of the time when I see a construction project going on, it's brown people. Yeah, I was about to say, coming from L.A., uh, it's Mexicans. And it's they're Mexicans. very efficient. Yeah. 100%. It's Mexicans. And I can tell you right now, they're not building generational wealth. <laughs> no, they're absolutely <laughs> not. I mean, there's 17 of them living in the same house. Yeah. But they yeah. want it that way. Well, they're and they pay cash it. for everything also, by the way. They do. They do. My favorite move that one of them explained to me was uh, they'd buy $300 beat-up cars Basically, just hoping it starts in the morning. Yeah. But if it breaks down on the highway, just abandon it, go buy a new one. And I was like, that's kind of genius, to be honest. You just leave it. Yeah. You just, just leave it. And God forbid one of them runs into your car because there's no insurance there. Uh, so there's no <laughs> generational wealth there. But that's Pete Buttigieg, who's so out of touch with anything that's going on. East Palestine, Ohio is on fire. There's another train derailment in South Carolina. And just yesterday or the day before, another train derailment down outside of Houston, Texas. What's going on? I mean, this and Pete Buttigieg, again, the transportation secretary, him and his husband, Chasen, you know, and they're out on paternity leave, and this dude comes back to work. It's a nightmare. We've had supply chain issues, uh, and we've all lived that firsthand and seeing the shipping problems that have gone on. And now you have now you have something that they're likening to Chernobyl. A freight train that derailed February 3rd, East Palestine, Ohio, may not have exploded outright as some had feared, but it still managed to expel various toxic chemicals. While officials have suggested that the deadly chemicals in the smoke that darken the sky over the village do not pose a threat to human beings, some locals are not convinced, particularly as their animals have taken ill and in some cases perished. I'm at a point now, listen, if the media or the government says you have nothing to worry about, start worrying. Literally, you need to be, you need to be worried. Uh, they had 141 loaded train cars. They had nine empty cars, three locomotives. 50 of the cars went off the tracks. They said there was possibly mechanical issues on one of the rail car axles. Um, a wheel bearing may have overheated, leading to a fire, and in turn the derailment. The um, Approximately 20 miles away, the flames uh, said... The sparks and the flames beneath the train as it passed as equipment plant in Salem, Ohio, approximately 20 miles away, where the train ultimately went off the rails. Thick column of smoke that darkened the sky above East Palestine after the derailment contained fumes from toxic chemicals stored in the erect cars, such as vinyl chloride, hydrogen chloride, and phosgene. Well, um, what I'm hearing now is reports from people who actually live in that area or who are from that area, and they're going to social media, posting videos and their commentary about it, and they're realizing that everything the media is saying and that the government is purporting is actually lies because they're seeing it with their own eyes and they're reporting back about this. I saw so, a good one where someone had the, uh, the paint was getting stripped off of their car. Their automobiles. So they're driving yeah. through the rain. You know how you just run through a little shower or whatever, uh -huh. and the rain is stripping the paint off their cars. Yeah, it's wild. So one person said, we basically nuked a town. <laughs> uh, some residents in East Palestine and nearby towns have seen animals begin to drop dead. Um, what, are, what are we doing here? I mean, just last week we had the State of the Union address, which was, you know, one lie after another. I wish it wasn't. You know, I, I wish I could look at the State of the Union address from Joe Biden 
and say, you know, hey, basically he's he's giving it the old college try and trying to be as optimistic as he possibly can be. But it was just lie after lie and talking about, you know, how good things are and, and, and how, you know, it's Republicans that are to blame and all of this. And, and so now we're dealing with things like this and not to mention the fact that the, infl- the inflation rate um, is absolutely going crazy. You know what? They need to... <laughs> um, you want, to, you want to know something that really ought to scare you, Brandon? Sure. Chinese investors own 384,000 acres of U.S. agricultural land. 384,000 acres. That's owned by Chinese investors. Um, is this even America anymore at this point? Um, this, this, we've got... We're nuking our towns in the Midwest. China owns all of our agricultural land. Um, we have uh, <laughs> the military, which again, they say, well, we, we shot down an unidentified object over Lake Huron on Sunday. Um, don't, not sure what it was. You know, it's a, it's a UFO. <laughs> and I'm like, if it's a UFO, if there's aliens on this thing, don't leave me behind. Take me with you. Okay. I'll put up with a little probing if that's what it takes, but get me off this planet at this point. <laughs> I'm ready to go. So um, U.S. Air Force General Glenn Van Herc, the commander who oversees North American airspace, said that U.S. officials seem confident that the objects were not balloons. Says, I'm, going to categor- I'm not going to categorize them as balloons. We're calling them objects for a reason. I'm not able to categorize how they stay aloft. <laughs> it could be gaseous type of balloon inside a structure. It could be some type of a propulsion system. But clearly, they're, they're able to stay aloft. Um, yeah. The uh, Justin Trudeau had this to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but whenever I'm curious about unidentified flying objects, I want to hear what Justin Trudeau has to say. That's what I want to hear. We'll play that clip. Hit it. Uh, three aircraft shot down this weekend or this past weekend. Do we have no idea whether this is a pattern or whether these are connected? Well, I think obviously there is some sort of pattern in there. The fact that we are seeing this uh, in a significant degree over the past week uh, is a cause for uh, interest and and, uh, uh, close attention. Yeah, Um, close attention. Yeah, like what what are we looking at here? Um, Jean-Pierre, Karine Jean-Pierre, who again may be an alien herself. They're all lizards. Could be. She said there's no indication of aliens. Play that clip. I know there have been questions and, and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication <laughs> of aliens or extraterrestrial activity <laughs> with these recent takedowns. Again, there is no indication of aliens or terrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Wanted to make sure that the American people knew that, all of you knew that. I, finally, there's something I agree with her on. Okay. What a timeline when they have to be like, look, it's not aliens. We swear. But this is what we're talking about. Yeah. This is this is what's being communicated from the the White House to to the uh uh okay. This is where we're at. <laughs> this is where we're at. Listen, I I I'm looking at this stuff and and I really I'm ready to just move somewhere where no one can find me. Even the aliens. Because you have literally a town in the Midwest that uh, animals are dropping dead, and we're talking about aliens. I I can't get over this thing. 
Uh, hey, thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Pat- Patriot Mobile now offers service with all three major networks. Just yesterday, somebody sent me a message wanting to know more, know more information on this, and people are excited about this because it means if you're with one of the big three, like you know Verizon or AT&T or somebody like that, but you, you like the service but you don't like the values of that company, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. So they offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. It offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks, so you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. So, as we move further into the new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash chat, or you can call them, 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with offer code CHAD. I spell it CHAD. That's patriotmobile.com slash chat, or give them a call, 878-PATRIOT. We'll be right back. Oh, man. Uh, Speaking of crazy stories, (laughs) here's a wild one for you. You know, I was thinking about it on a plane this morning. I I often get accused of only bringing to light the sexual deviance of certain fringy, cringy lifestyles when it comes to their close encounters with kids. Uh, We talk about the, quote, family-friendly drag shows and nonsense like that. But let it be known that I'm quite fair in calling out all of you miscreants equally. Now, that said, um, I'm sort of like one of you know, those old certain, you know, gonzo journalists of the past where, you know, you just you just believe that it is sometimes best to approach a news story with a solid sense of personal excitement in your soul and, you know, a solid three or four shots of liquor in your belly. Um, and that's kind of the way I'm feeling right now, because I because this is just a wild story. All right. And this is one you won't hear the media talking about. You really won't. Uh, let's talk about banks. County Elementary School in Homer, Georgia, where there is now an all-too-common phenomenon of the tryst-like variety. Now, like most public schools out there, you might think that all is as it should be, that students are in their classrooms, their heads are being filled with the appropriate level of introductory reading, writing, arithmetic, and perhaps a smattering of the less appropriate propaganda to which they will be more fully subjected when they get a little older. Only a smattering, mind you. This is still Georgia after all. But all is not as it seems if we wander down the hallways and wander our way into the bathroom of this elementary school. Uh, what you might come across and what, what we came here to find, namely, you might see the school's principal having sex with the school's gym teacher while the gym teacher's wife, also a teacher at the school, takes a video to remember the special occasion. I mean, that's nasty. Now, do you have any? It is nasty. I mean, do you have any idea what those kids do in those bathrooms? It's horrific. <laughs> it's not a sanitary place. But nonetheless... I'm guessing that you, like me, didn't come to didn't see that one coming, folks. A million exclamations and interrogatory phrases crowd the imagination in moments such as these. But the overwhelming stand-in for both runs, screaming to the forefront in a single monosyllabic exclamation of just "Why? Why?" Look, you, you want to have some kind of weird cuckold ceremony? Fine. You want to get your freak on with other people from work, and you know your your wife is the content to be you know going to film this stuff as a first unit director. 
go ahead. All right. Go be weird in your own place, in your own time. This America, land of the free, home of the uninhibited pervert, apparently. (laughs) You put the video on the internet. That usually seems to be the next logical progression these days. But what in the name of all that is good and decent and freaking legal would possess you to think that the best possible shooting location for your little adult film would be the bathroom of an elementary school? See, it's times like these that I return to the mantra-like question I ask in my in my book, am I crazy? Because I've got to be crazy at this point if this is normal behavior. I don't see a justification here, like at all, none. Look, I realize that the sacrosanct way in which we've looked at education in this country for decades is a misnomer of colossal proportions. That's part of the reason why it's such a tangled morass of scum and villainy today. And my bona fides at this point that are most clearly elucidated in the oft-repeated phrase that you guys already know what I'm going to say. Get your kids out of public school. Get your kids out of public school. Now, that being said, if we're going to have that institution, should we not do everything in our power to protect it from crap like this that's going on? Now, the three people that are involved, they resign their position, so that's good. Um, and I'm no prude, as by now I know that you know I'm not. Uh, but, I, but I see no room in the education world for this kind of behavior to go down. Not in a school, come on. But a review by the local police department came to a dead end in terms of prosecuting these people. In their view, no crime was committed because there were no kids there. But still... Uh, and since none of the three people involved work at the school anymore, they're dropping it. And I don't know, maybe they should on a case-by-case basis. I get it. Technically, no crime was committed. But I think it's worth asking yourself how you're going to feel if something like this happens in your kid's school. I mean, here's the Venn diagram that that would even please Kamala Harris. Um, Check out the overlap between the educational world inhabited by our children in the capacity as effective wards of the state and the adult world of sex. Now, the latter is a pretty grimy place, and that's Whatever, if that's the way you like it. But in no universe where I or probably you want to live do those two things belong together. Now, this might not be an instance of the all-too-familiar spate of grooming we've been seeing lately, but it's a kissing cousin. And that's enough to make it out of bounds in my book. I mean, I don't understand at this point what's going on in the world in that people have just, um, just lost their freaking mind. I mean, everything has become a place of, of, Total promiscuity, just complete libertinism, and everybody just does whatever they want to do. And it doesn't matter if kids are around or not, whether, whether it's a place where kids ought to be getting educated or in the churches. I mean, we've, had, we've seen how many times now these family-friendly drag shows that are being held at churches. You, know, you, you drive down the street and you see the banners that are out front that are inviting people to come in with this stuff paraded and advertised publicly on the whole thing, and it's just absolutely insane. So... Um, you know, guys, I tell you, we, we've got to get back to a point where conscience means something. And, and again, we throw this stuff around. We allow it into our homes. I've said over and over again, what you allow into your mind is what you become. We did it, we did it Sunday night with the, with the football game. We allowed this nonsense to come into our homes, come into our minds, and it invades us. Now we're seeing this happen more and more with teachers. We're seeing it with pastors. Uh, Just recently we saw where 46 men in South Lake, Texas, were arrested for, you know, engaging in prostitution with women that were being trafficked. Um, These were football coaches and pastors and fire chiefs and firemen. This is – we're seeing our society crumble. And listen, America is not great right now and america's not great because as de tocqueville said america's not it was you know as soon as america stops being good it'll stop being great 
and, and talking about the moral compass, the things where, you know, where we look, they look at life and go, you know, there needs to be, as I said last week, a moral code. There needs to be a moral standard. There needs to be a moral order. There needs to be a bar, something that we say, you know what, when it drops below this, we need to start calling that out. But these days what we've done is we've gotten to a point where we just let everything go. And if you call it out, you risk being called mean. Well, it's time to get mean again. If, that's, if, we're, if, if we're just being societal bullies by telling people that they're wrong, then we're just going to have to go back to bullying. Because, you know, I mean, got to go back to beating kids' asses, quite honestly, Brandon. I mean, the current route isn't working. Might, might not hurt to switch it up a little. Well, I mean, look at the end result of this whole thing. You let this thing carry out, you know, when, when there's no rules, when there's no order, there's no standards, you, you portray that to your children, you pass those values on, what's the end result, you know? I, as, I, as I've said musically before, you know, it, it's, it's a whole lot cheaper to, to engage in corporal punishment and beat that ass than it is to send them to an electric chair. Stop raising your kids for the electric chair. And, and now you wind up with principals and gym teachers and their wives engaged yeah you can't afford a motel six for this nonsense i would really love to know exactly where they were like no this is a good idea this is a good idea yeah i mean what logical delineation what 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 philosophical syllogism did they walk through to say you know a plus b is going to equal c and we think that's a good idea yeah because there's a lot of steps involved in that you got to plan it (laughs) film it edit it do you have keys to the building there's a lot there. There were a lot of steps where they were like, no, this is still a good idea. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they got caught. I'm glad they're jobless. Uh, hey, we got a studio audience today, and I'm happy they're here. This is also one of my favorite sponsors to uh, talk about while we have a studio audience here. Uh, it's Manscaped. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Manscaped. You guys, listen, they now sell beard products, which is compared to other products they sell for other parts of your body, <laughs> uh, which I don't know. Maybe that was used at the elementary school. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but Manscaped is once again revolutionizing men's grooming with a brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. And let's be real, guys. How many of you out there are uh, are up to date on your facial grooming? Get it straight. Uh, from a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard so you can look your best. Uh, join the 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and use promo code CHAD. I spell it, Chad. You get 20% off and free shipping. It's time to go. Uh, from looking all rough and scraggly to being kind of proud of the beard on your face. So, listen, whether you let that thing grow all the way out or you keep it neat and trimmed, um, I want you guys to make sure that you uh, tame your mane with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit from Manscaped. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. So uh, get after it. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to a single-stroke efficiency with no lag. The Pro Kit doesn't end there, though. They have created four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. So get 20% off and free shipping with code CHAD when you go to manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Do it today. We'll be right back.
All right, welcome back. You know, last week we thought we were going to have a special guest in, but, you know, life happens, trips, you know, busy people, got busy things going on. So I'm happy that uh, we have David Tice in here on a hot seat as a special guest. And here's the thing. We're going to talk to David about his new project. It's called uh, Grid Down Power Up and uh, hosted by uh, Dennis Quaid, which is a great get on that. So that's exciting stuff. I was just talking about this project last night in Vegas with some friends at dinner, and they were all about this thing excited. So uh, you guys, we've heard a lot in the last couple of years about energy grids, uh, both in Texas as well as the U.S., a lot of things going on. We talk about different things that are going on that we talked about previously in this show. We're going to talk about this a little bit, this project, but I want you to make sure you're tuned in for overtime later this week. And let's let's really dig into it, educate ourselves on what's truly going on with these grids and how that could potentially and possibly most likely will affect all of our lives. So, David, welcome to the show. Tell me about this project. Glad to be with you, Chad. So this project is about the vulnerability of our power grid. And our power grid is important because when we plug in our iPhone, we count on our refrigerator to keep our uh, food cold to go to our gas station, et cetera. Our domestic water supply, all this is dependent upon electricity. So if we don't have electricity, lots of us will die. And therefore, I found out about how vulnerable our power grid is and how there are fixes out there and our legislators and our regulators and our utilities have frankly let us down and we need to stand up make sure they do something more about this so so how, how did this project come about as far as you you feeling like this was the best route to take to communicate these needs with the general public so i'm an investment guy and an entrepreneur so i'm not really a filmmaker i was involved in the project soul surfer mm-hmm. as more of a check writer about a dozen years ago But I came upon this project from another filmmaker who had started it. I thought the project was about 75% complete. Turned out it was a bit less than that. Mm -hmm. But I felt like there was a God calling to me to, with my background in film, as well as being a geopolitical warrior, as well as being, I call myself a NASA grandfather Mm -hmm. because my grandkids are four, three, two, one. So I was very passionate (laughs) about making sure they would live a long life. And if you look at this geomagnetic disturbance, that's going to come along sometime in the next 40, 50 years for sure. Well, I know that they were talking about shooting down the Chinese balloon, you know, last week. That was, uh, people are still talking about that. The memes are there. And we were talking about, you know, if potentially they were able to, you know, detonate a high altitude nuclear device or something, the EMP that would result from that would not, you know, potentially knock out the entire East Coast electrical grid. I mean, we wouldn't have power for two years. Um, I'm not. I'm not interested in going back to the Oregon Trail here. You know, I I like when I turn the faucet, water comes on. You know, when I plug something in, it it works. You know, I can charge, like you said, charge your phone. What danger are we in with this? So we are subject to what our adversaries might do. Mm -hmm. And our four major adversaries are Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran. And if you watch what they've done lately, look at what Russia's been doing to the Ukraine. I mean, they've been shutting off the power systems. Look at what Xi has talked about from China. I mean, they look at the U.S. as being an adversary, 
they plan on unifying with Taiwan. Yeah. You know, that war is certainly coming. So these adversaries know an EMP is a weapon that can be utilized to take out critical civilian infrastructure. And a lot of Americans feel like, oh, that won't ever happen because of Geneva Convention, et cetera. But this is in the war plans of our major adversaries if we really get into an intense war. And they have that capability. Yes. The capability is not that difficult. It requires really a a low-end nuclear bomb Mm -hmm. and a very average missile or a weather balloon or a satellite. Yeah, because we often make fun of North Korea's lack of ability to deliver uh, something like a nuclear warhead because, you know, you never know they're going to fire off a missile and it's going to go the wrong direction or something like that. China actually has the capability of put these things into low orbit space and actually drop them on us. Um, so, you know, the re- the reality is, is not a matter of if something like this is going to happen, it's when. Is there, a, is there a way in this, for lack of better terms, this woke world we live in where ideologies define the narratives in terms of what our policies are and then how we approach these, um, these, these things that are really kind of chinks in the armor with our infrastructure? You know, is anybody going to wake up and do something about this? Well, we need to wake up, and frankly, that's why we need the American people, and we need your viewers to go to griddownpowerup.com, and we have a facility by which they can write letters, make phone calls, sign petitions, get on Facebook, tell your legislator, regulators, board of directors of public utilities, we've got to fix this. Because frankly, there has been talk about this, and actually, Donald Trump, did something about this through an executive order back in 2019. It was codified into law in 2020, National Defense Authorization Act. But then what happens is it gets hamstrung inside the agencies, or sometimes it gets to the regulators, and the regulators let us down. So there just has to be better follow-through. Well, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so much optimism. <laughs> well, so many things to look forward to in our future. So let me tell you, the film does end in a very upbeat manner. And I have Dennis Quaid at the beginning saying this film can and will have a happy ending. And so we are mm. converting this movie into a movement. And therefore, therefore, it comes down to us. And a lot of times documentaries have said, oh, write your congressman, you know, et cetera. But we don't want to go to our writing desk and get out stationary and find out the address. We make this easy. You yeah. can go directly to the website. We've pre-written these letters. We know exactly awesome. your state legislator to get to. If you'll just put in your home address, a few clicks of your mouse, this gets done. All right. Hang tight. Um, we got one more segment to do, David. Thank you. And hang around. We're going to film an overtime segment. We're going to dig a little bit deeper into all of this stuff, and, and we're just going to make that a package deal. So for those of you who are Blaze TV subscribers, you'll be able to get it uh, later this week in our overtime. Go to blazetv.com slash chad. Use promo code chad if you're not a subscriber, but we want to make sure that you get this information. Hang tight. We'll be right back.
Don't forget, tune in with uh, with us for overtime. Um, and anytime you're there, if you're on Blaze TV, go to the Chad Prather Show, click on it, hit the overtime logo, and uh, we're going to go a lot deeper on this uh, grid down power up with David Tice. Hey, I would love to invite you to my show in uh, Tomball, Texas, this Friday night, which is, you know, northwest Houston, but it's sold out. It's been sold out for two weeks, so you missed out. You just absolutely missed out on the great time we're going to have. But you can come to Birmingham, Alabama. We're going to be there next week. That's right, on Friday and Saturday night. Two nights, three shows there at the Stardome. Do not miss out on that go to chadpratherlive.com get your tickets and don't miss it don't forget subscribe to blaze tv blaze tv.com slash chad use promo code chad and we will see you tomorrow we love you god bless you Bye.